Hi, I'm Holly Cates, personal stylist and style coach extraordinaire. Hi, I'm Nolan Meter, celebrity stylist, shopping messiah, and accessory addict. We are the best friends that you never knew that you needed. We are the industry insiders and fashion's odd couple. In both of our everyday lives and at industry events, we see the best and unfortunately the worst in clothing and style. We are fashion partners in crime dedicated to stopping the most heinous of all fashion crimes on the street, the runways, and beyond. Join us as we take you inside our world, spilling the secrets of our experiences in the industry and inside our minds, judging people in the most loving way possible most of the time and stopping fashion criminals dead in their crocs. It's more important than just the do's and don'ts. Jump on the Hot Mess Express as we teach you how to be your best and most stylish self. Hey, 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 what is up? What's going on? So, so happy to have you here. Our guest today is such a BFD. I'm not even going to take that long to introduce myself. I'm Holly Cates, the best personal stylist you know, the only Holly hopefully you know, and your favorite personal stylist. I'm with my best gay, Nolan, Mr. Nolan Meter, celebrity stylist, fairy gay mother. What is up, Nolan? Hello, what's going on? Hi, and when I told you to get a guest, you delivered, honey. Well, and you okay. got mad at me. You're like, wait a minute, how long have you been sitting on this one? And I was like, oh, I know. <laughs> I Sorry. was pissed. So without further ado, Nolan hit it. Okay, so hi. So, okay, so I had this idea. I was thinking, I was scrolling through my Instagram when you were like, Nolan, guest. And my friend Mary's picture comes up and I go, why the hell haven't I asked her already? So I did, and because she's a lovely person and probably took a little bit of pity on me, she said yes. So my friend Mary Hyam is with us today. Yay! Okay. Hi, Mary! Hi, everyone. How are you? I'm good. I'm just excited you're here. I'm so excited to like even be in a quote-unquote virtual room with you guys since, you know, it's been such a long year. It's been such a long year. So, I mean, you wear many hats. I mean, so you're an event consultant, you're a stylist, you're a personal shopper. I like to say color and style enthusiast because it just brings me joy. You're And you're like, also like me, you're like a sample sale queen, which like we get each other, we see each other there. I live for a sale. I know. And honestly, I don't know why we're not like BFFs yet. So we're going to be, I mean, now, you know. I blame the pandy. I blame I, the pandy. I love that. See, because you just moved to New York. I mean, I was telling Holly beforehand, the first time I really hung out with you and had the best time ever was a certain influencer who I don't speak to anymore because she didn't even respond when I wished her congratulations on her engagement. Ugh, dead to me. She had a Halloween party and I got super trashed and we had a great time. So great. It's such a great great. time. I actually found the videos from that night the other night. It was great. Mary, I just want to say, I'm looking at you right now. I've only seen your picture. You're completely gorge. Love your headband. She's got on this beaded headband. I mean, super colorful rainbow dress. I mean, we're going to plug your Instagram later, but you look amazing. I cannot wait to hear all about you. I get 80% happy for Nolan when he makes new girlfriends because I I do, I, but I'm just saying, you know, I, I I'm so pleased to have you as a part of the posse and I can't wait to hear all about you. Thank you. That's so nice of you guys. And thank you so much for having me. What a joy to like, again, even get to interact with people like um, we're as we're coming out of lockdown and and coming out of like that whole awkward, like I'm desperate to see people, but also that weird, like you feel like an ass when you do because you feel like you're putting the entire you know human race in danger kind of thing. I mean, I'm double vaxxed now, but still it's like that awkward, like anxiety where you're like, I want to see people, but do I want to see people? <laughs> 
Well, yeah. And then I, I worry about being judged. Yeah. And then well, I worry about being judged because I have, you know, I have many friends who are all over the spectrum of, you know, how do I say this? Of, you know, comfortability. And I have family members who are the same way. I have some particular family members who are very vocal about my choices. I get very scared. I'm like, well, do I want, I'm like, if I see people, I can't, I can't post a picture. I can't do this. I'm like, I feel like I'm in James Bond or something. Mm-hmm. So I'm, I'm ready now that, I mean, I am double vaxxed. I mean, one of my favorite artists and one of my favorite people in the whole world. And, you know, Holly loves her too. I adore her. She adores me. We have a bromance, Ashley mm-hmm. Longshore. She has a new painting that says vaccinated, lubricated, and intoxicated. Oh, I love that. That's amazing. That. And I and I love it. I love it. I actually I did text her. I said this is phenomenal. <laughs> I said this really is phenomenal. Ali just coined uh what is it? The the shot girl summer. It's the vaxxed, waxed, and ready to relax. So. <laughs> oh, I love that. Mary, tell us all about you. I want to know everything. Start when you were when you graced us with your presence in the world. <laughs> so I'm actually, so I'm adopted and I grew up on the Jersey shore, nice. uh, Asian kid with white parents who grew up in like the Irish Catholic Riviera of America on the Jersey shore. I went to the university of Maryland. And for some inexplicable reason, I thought de- like I grew up an hour and a half outside of New York. And so we were always coming into the city. I love New York city. I always thought New York was endgame. And I went to the university of Maryland and People in Maryland tend to stay in Maryland. Sorry if I'm like ostracizing the entire state of Maryland, but like, no, no, it's fine. People in Maryland, like they stay in Maryland, like they go to Maryland and then they settle in Maryland. Mm -hmm, They all mm -hmm. end up in Columbia, Maryland somehow. And I settled in the DC area because I guess that's what you do Mm post-college. And Mm -hmm. I got a job working for associations. Uh, I specialized in trade shows. I ended up falling into trade shows post-college. It's a weird niche, but, and I excelled at it. I got my professional designation. I worked for some of the largest uh, trade shows in the world. Wow. Uh, I'm a, like, and I, you know, like, so I have a thing called a CEM. It's like a CPA, but for um, exhibition and event planners. Uh, and I'm actually part of the faculty where I teach the designation and help people get certified for it. And sometime in 2016, my little entrepreneurial spirit was like, I don't want to work for an association anymore. I want to work for myself. So I quit my full-time job working for one of the top 100 trade shows in the country. And I started my own business, which again, I was very fortunate. Um, I have a husband who does well for himself. So he has health benefits. And nice. that's the big one. It's not even the, it's not the income. It's the health insurance. Let's health insurance. be honest. Let's and that's what people don't understand about entrepreneurs. You know, especially in this day, age of girl bosses, it's always like, quit your job, follow your passion. And it's like, no, make sure you have money saved. Make sure yeah. you have benefits of some like, kind. I, my medication is expensive. I'm crazy. I, I take like three pills a day. <laughs> Okay. Existing conditions, like you, you know, can't drop your insurance. You know how much an Adderall costs without insurance? It's oh a lot my, of money. I mean, hey. and first of mm. all, I was on this panel in Bloomingdale's, and I was with another stylist, and she was said that she's like, "Follow your dreams." Did this? I said, uh, "If you want to be a stylist." You have to have a regular job and style on the weekends, or be married to someone with a. With yeah, a I mean, income. you can you cannot be eighteen years old thinking that you're going to make money as a stylist in in Paducah, Kentucky, you know, wherever you are, unless you're in a major metropolitan city. Anyway, so we had the discussion. For the record, since we are talking fashion crimes, at some point, I would argue that that in itself is it's like the shout and fruit of hiding your own success behind like, oh, it was just luck or everyone can do this. Not everyone can do it. You have to have resources. 
I'm guilty of that. I say I'm lucky a lot. But you need to have resources and you have to have contacts because I've sat on so many and I argue fashion not sat on the panels, but attended panels where brand designers and uh, CEOs are sitting there talking about how, you know, one day I just decided I wanted to create my own line. So I cold called a lot of people and now look at how successful I am. And I'm like, that's not true. You started your career as an intern. You started as a stylist assistant. You started one of these things. And your father was an entertainment attorney who could yeah. pay for your apartment, your groceries. Well, <laughs> you know, like you had some kind of background or an experience within the industry. First, you got industry contacts first. When I quit my full-time job in 2016, and again, this is slightly off because it was trade shows, but I was at the top of my field. I was an award-winning trade show planner. I had a husband with health benefits and who made enough salary that we didn't have to worry about paying our mortgage. I mean, it was a little tight. Like we weren't buying new cars. The first year of me starting up my business, we weren't overdoing it, but we could, we didn't worry about losing our housing because I started my own company. I didn't worry about not having health benefits because I started my own company and I started building up a book of trade show clients. And I specialize with sponsorships and partnerships and basically the planning of large scale events. And over the last five years, I've taken on a number of clients, but I've always loved fashion. So I actually started a small fashion blog back in 2015 and it was, it was like nothing. It was just like this, like little outlet for me to like be able to be creative and to be able to show people like what I think is my unique style. And over the end, but I never really put anything into it. I didn't, I had my husband take my pictures, which I got to tell you the fact that we're still married, but you have, I love your husband just purely. I mean, I know I've met him a couple of times, but I also love him purely through Instagram because you two have like the cutest relationship. And even on Instagram, you're like, and Nate's here in the background. I'm like, oh my God, it's so cute. I'm looking at your Instagram. I'm, I want to see your cute husband. He loves it. Oh my gosh. You guys are adorable. He's so cute about it though. Cause like he totally will like go with you to things if you ask him. The irony is so right now, one of my number one Instagram, we'll call them like reoccurring things I post about, at least on my stories. This happened when we were moving to New York. Uh, I know what this is about. I know what this is about. We had like barely a month to downsize our four bedroom townhome. And we were blindly moving to New York. We didn't have an apartment yet. We were moving into the Conrad Hotel for a month or so. So it was chaos, absolute chaos. And I was like on my stories, like, hey, if you live in the Virginia area, like come to our garage sale. And I like kind of panned around and like, and I'm like, and there's Nate. And Nate's like waving. And like, after I ended it and posted, Nate's like, you know, I'm not wearing pants, right? Like I'm in my <laughs> underpants. Like, did you not notice that? And I was like, oh, sorry guys. So like the next video I did, like the next day I was like, Nate, are you wearing pants? And he is like, yeah, yeah I'm wearing shorts guys. Like, yeah, cool. So, <laughs> Calm down. And then I jokingly did a poll that was like, do you want me to update you guys about Nate's pants status from here on out? <laughs> it, I mean, I post about outfits. I would post about New York. I, as a meeting and event consultant, I used to travel all over the world. So like I could be in any city or any country, like who even knows, but the most popular thing I ever asked about on my Instagram stories was, is, do you want to know if my husband is wearing pants or not? And people like, <laughs> I think it's so funny. Like she'll post a story now. A year later, I'll be like, I just bought a new handbag. Nate is here. And he's wearing pants. Yes. Like, I'm like, yes, Nate is wearing pants today. Just so you're and that was great during the pan, the, you know, like during the pandy, because Nate literally, for the record, he and I have never spent that much time together in our entire marriage. He's a financial consultant. I was a meeting and event consultant. We travel a lot. How right? long have you been so, married? 
we actually, it will be seven years uh, next week. Oh my God. Soul Sisters. I've been married for eight years. Yes. We have been date. We started dating in 2012 and we actually met in 2001, but we were just friends for like a decade. So nice. People always ask that. And for the record, some, if you want to see like college photos of my husband, you'll understand why (laughs) we didn't date. Hilarious. It wasn't meant to be. So let's talk about Mary. So let's talk about your love of fashion. So you started your fashion blog. Then you're talking about your outfits. Did you get a lot of traction? Were you like, this is blog? I did a blog too. And I'm like, this is stupid. No one cares. And that was really before I knew how to do social media. So tell us how that evolved. I clearly knew nothing about social media. And the thing is too, like you always think of yourself as like, oh, I'm pretty, I'm tech savvy. I'm good with social media, but social media evolves so quickly. And if you don't take the time to really like learn algorithms, learn SEO, learn all of that. If you're just like, oh, I'm just going to post some stuff. And, and I didn't have time because I was traveling all the time. It was my, wasn't my full-time thing. And then I just kind of accepted it. I was like, I'm not skinny and blonde. People don't want to follow me. It's fine. (laughs) I'll just keep posting. And my like devoted, like 800 followers will be down with like whatever I'm doing. Cool. And everyone kept saying, like, just buy some followers, just buy followers. And I was like, I don't want to do that. Like people told me that too. I like to say I'd rather have a handbag. Yeah. <laughs> I just don't, I, I don't want to do it if it's not genuine. I'd rather have less followers. That's just me though. That's all I've always felt about it. And then I, you know, we hit a place back in 2019. So my husband had my family's still in Jersey, by the way. Mm-hmm. My husband had a client that required him to be in New York City. Monday to Friday, every week for six months. And at some point, because I'm remote, I, I work for myself. I, and I had a lot of clients in New York City. And I said, you know, why don't we just come with you? And my, we would literally pack up our dogs in our car, drive up to New York. The Conrad Hotel allows dogs. Nice. And then every other week we would stay through the weekend. So we would do like two week stretches in New York, come home for like a weekend, then go back to New York. And at a certain point I said to him, I was like, you know, we basically live here. I don't want to leave. I want to be in New York. And he was like, I mean, it took him like six months to get on board, but he finally was on board with the move. So we rented out. It was a lot. We owned our house. We rented our home. We did it all. And we moved to New York. And I said, you know, I love events and I love event consulting, but I think I want to pivot. I want to do something in fashion. I want to work in fashion. I want, I'm going to be in New York. Why don't we do something with this? So I started. What's really interesting about New York City is because there's a billion and one. How many consignment shops in New York are there? Mm -hmm. Too many to count. And in New York City, luxury brands are not a commodity. (laughs) You can get a pair of authentic Manolo Blahniks for like, what, 30 bucks? Mm-hmm. At, a Goodwill, yeah. At a consignment you, shop. You just got to hit the right Goodwill, the right consignment shop at the right time and you, you're golden. Mm-hmm. I, I found a pair of Fendi pumps once for $19 that were in perfect condition and I'm obsessed with them. My favorite was clearly the old woman who died on the Upper East Side and her kids donated all of her clothes. Because like, <laughs> in, like, in Carnegie Hill, when you're like rich, old and crusty and you die, your kids want your furniture, your apartment and your jewelry and your art. They don't give a shit about the clothes. They donated that shit. And you have ugly kids with no style sense. Yeah. So I think I, I think I bought eight Oscar dresses for a total of $200. Amazing. I mean, it was beyond. 
I started picking up some personal styling clients in Virginia and DC because I would say to them like, hey, since I'm going to be in New York and you see me shopping all the time at these sample sales and this other stuff, do you want me to get you some? And they'd be like, can you get me some things? And I was like, okay, well, let's talk about your style. And then we would delve into what their personal style is, what kind of things they're looking for. And then I was always on the lookout for this small handful of clients. And I would basically take a picture of the item, send it back to them. And they're like, oh my God, that's amazing. Yes, do that. And I, I'll be honest, I charge an up fee at the time. I wouldn't even tell them like what it was priced in the store. I would just tell them like, hey, this is for a hundred dollars. Do you want this pair of Jimmy shoes? And they'd be like, yes, yes, I do. Give me the Jimmy shoes. And I mean, a hundred dollars sometimes. Yeah, that works. A hundred bucks. That's everything. I I hope that they're not all listening to this and they're like, what did you do? But you know what I mean? Like I may have found them for 50 bucks, but I'm going to charge you. I'm going to tell you like, Hey, I'm going to sell you these for a hundred dollars. Right. Of course. And which is still an amazing price. It's still something. If you find a pair of Jimmy choose at a consignment shop in DC, because it's not as common, they're going to be 250, $300. Sure. Sure. And they retailed for like 800. So it's, everyone still wins. So you started doing that and then you're living in New York city by this time. Well, we moved to New York City uh, December of 2019. We were living at the Conrad Hotel and apartment hunting. We moved into our apartment with the movers showed up with the furniture and everything. February 23rd. Oh, just barely prepared. Wow. Wow. Thank God. Because so it could have been worse. We could have not had our furniture. We could have, mm, there could have been so many worse outcomes, but we moved into our apartment and the world Shut down. You take your own pictures. And what is your shtick? You are fashion at your age. Are you fashion? Tell me what your shtick is. You're just believe in color or what or tell me about your unique perspective about why your outfits are important. I like to think that fashion should make people happy. Mm-hmm. And the fashion is uniquely personal to you. So if people respond to what I'm doing, I think that's amazing. Uh, and just as I, I do work with two amazing photographers, I work with uh, Lydia Hutchins. Whom I adore. And I work with Karia uh, Shanalek. Um, I'm one of those weird in-between people. So I'm like a 14, 16. So I don't know. I think the new term is like mid-size or whatever, because I'm... I still can fit into a lot of straight size clothing. So I don't have the same issues that everyone who is plus are. But then there's also so many brands that don't make above a size 10 or 12. And I'm like, I would love to fit into your clothes. Right, right. Please make my size. So it's, but I, I believe that fashion should make people happy. I think personal style is unique to yourself and shouldn't be uh, dictated by trends. And it should, again, it should reflect who you are. And things that make you happy. And it shouldn't, it also shouldn't be about price per se. So it I I often will pair like a $10 consignment top with maybe like a, a I don't know, I have this great green lawn bond skirt that No, oh, uh, you just said the magic words. D- Nolan is dying to get me in lawn bond. So I so I just want to be clear just so people know and they understand what you represent. So you represent the mid-size today's woman, let's say, and your culture is, you know, your what is your culture? Well, I like to think it's New Jersey, but (laughs) (laughs) you know, it's it's a difficult thing as an Asian woman in America because again, I grew up adopted. My mother's Polish and my father's German Irish. And my brother uh, is four years younger. He is my parents' biological son. 
that doesn't make them any less my parents or sure. my brother. Sure. But growing up, it, it's difficult because I have a lot of experience as an Asian woman in America, but I don't have a lot of cultural background with being Asian because that's not how I was raised. I wasn't raised with Korean customs. I wasn't raised uh, with these things. And the first time I actually visited Seoul was in 2017 for my work. Uh, and I brought, I did make my husband come along with it. Cause I was like, this is going to be like important. Like, I kind of want you to come along and like hang out at the hotel while I'm teaching my certification class. Listen, but, no one is upset that you're Asian, Jewish, and Italian. Okay. Cause you grew up on the Jersey shore. It's fine. It's all good that you're <laughs> Jewish, that so you're more Jewish than most people. No well, that's one, the thing is, is like, I say I'm, and again, I was raised like my mother is Irish Catholic from Boston Although she's like the more glamorous of the Irish Catholic women from Boston. Let's be clear. My mother wears McQueen. I mean, she only does because I buy it for her. But still, let's be clear. Let's keep it real. But I say I'm Jewish-ish. I say I'm, I'm, I get it. Yeah, I was raised Catholic. I went to Sunday school. No, I don't know. One, like, I don't like oppressive things. And two, I am all far, like, when people say, what are you? I say, I'm Jewish-ish. Yeah. they're They're like, what do you mean? I'm like, well, all my best friends are Jewish. And that's what I relate to most. So I have the Hebrew calendar in my phone. So I say I'm Jewish-ish. I mean, I get mad at Nolan. I'm like, God damn it, Nolan. It's whatever this weekend. He's like, fuck the Hebrew calendar. I have it, but it's in Hebrew. I can't say <laughs> Listen, you need to know when the Jewish holidays are, right? Because his birthday was on Passover this year. So he was really butthurt about that. Still so- am. St- still am. I know. Anyway, Thanksgiving half the time. I'm not going to pretend to you like turkey on your birthday is not like. Oh, that's the word. Now what? I mean, no, on my birthday, I want like bubbles and a good time. I don't want like a meal that's going to make me want to go to sleep at 3 p.m. Yeah, right. Cranberry sauce on your birthday. I'm just saying. So, Mary, the reason why I'm asking you that is because I think uh, as one comp, you know, I'm a woman who supports other women. And I think that you are, too. And even though I've known you for 10 minutes, I'm already in love with you. Duh. And I I just want to say that confident women are hard to come by and to see someone who is not like you said this or the classic American or something like that. It just it it breeds something so unique to me that draws my attention to you and your energy absolutely exudes confidence, positivity, body positivity, be who you want to be, dress how you want to dress. Clothes should make you happy. It should not oppress you. It should not be because you're this size, you should wear this or do that and be who the fuck you want to be. And I, it's just, I saw your Instagram. Nolan's like, what do you think about her? I was like, uh, she's amazing. I love her. I love that she wears color and I love that you're not afraid. You're unapologetic, right? About, I want to wear this crazy thing with this. And if you think it's crazy, fine. And if you don't, that's fine. But that's what makes you cool and different. And, you know, my shtick is fashion after 40. And I think it's important as you age, your style should evolve. And that's what I like to show my people that I can wear this. I can do that. It doesn't mean just because I'm this age, I can't do that. You know what I mean? It's because I'm fighting middle age. So I love that. And for the record, I'm 38 years old and I am going to be wearing headbands until I'm like 90. Yeah. You know, look, my if you want to if we really want to break down to a nutshell, what I believe I can do to help other women is I think it's really important to embrace yourself. And I think whether you know what, I'm not going to tell every woman that she needs you need to be wearing color. Everyone should wear color. You know what? If black, if an entirely black ensemble, if you feel that's you and that's what makes you happy, then you do that. 
what I don't like is when people are like, oh, I'm just so different. I love being different. Like, well, are you though? Or are you just, are you dressing because you want this image of being different? Or are you, I want everyone to basically use fashion moments for themselves. It should be about you. It should express yourself. It should make you happy. Like you said, it should bring you joy. And I am unapologetic for that. Like I don't wear all these bright rainbow colors because it's like, oh, well, Mary's colorful. So we have to be colorful. It's like, you know what? Yesterday I wore a pair of sweatpants that was about 12 years old and really ratty. <laughs> I mean, everyone has that. We, I mean, we all have those days. Like I'm, Again, I told you, I'm wearing workout clothes because I just did my planking. <laughs> you're planking Which, all right nolan good for you that's amazing you know, it is not glamorous it, but, i bet you're making it glamorous just because you're you i mean there is a joe malone diffuser on the on the table that i'm squatting next to that's but <laughs> that's about as glamorous as it gets my god no one in his fucking room diffusers jesus it's you like know, the bible there's one in every room if it makes you happy go with it so what's your balance now now you're half personal styling half influencing tell us what you're doing well uh right now i still have well, during the pandemic, as you can imagine, the live events industry completely shut down. So that right, was my right. main career, my main business. And I thought to myself, well, what a, well, I'm not going to lie. I laid around for at least like two months and watched like all of Netflix. I watched 17 seasons of America's Next Top Model back to back. To back, to back. <laughs> um, I did that with Grey's Anatomy. Yeah, I did that with Grey's. I watched all of Grey's. I'd never seen the first six seasons. I used to only, I'll always start at the car accident with Callie. No, I watched all of it. No, because what's her name? Izzy used to annoy the crap out of me because I don't like Katherine Heigl. Oh, yeah, same, same. By the way, Nolan, I'm going to pause that because this is a 20... 20- thousand hour conversation that when I obviously need to Oh have. yeah, we're gonna we're gonna table this, but we shall discuss over cocktails. We will do a grace chat sometime, but clearly not today because we're we're gonna get off topic real fast. <laughs> but I I did. I just binge watched TV and felt sorry for myself and watched a lot of TV. Although I have to tell you, I think people wildly underestimate my ability to sit on my ass and do nothing. <laughs> Can I get that on a pillow, please? I love that line. I, mm, you know, and I've had some moments in my life that we don't have to cover on this podcast. Maybe we can talk about another time, but you know, like people go through depression. Sometimes I've gone through depression periods in my life or anxiety issues where like for three months I was like, I'm not doing anything. So I was like, I was just, it was like, I was prepping for 2020. Like I, I was nice. training for 2020. So I, I felt like I only have, my husband is an ex, I am an outgoing introvert. Just that's me. So the irony is I do love people. I love seeing people. I love making new friends, but I also sometimes can get very uncomfortable in large crowds. And sometimes it can be overwhelming for me. And I've learned as a professional, like event person to get over it. But my natural habitat, I'm like, what? I'm just going to stay inside and read all day and watch TV. Like, okay, my life is not this bad. Like we're cool. We're going to, we will survive this. My extrovert, my awkward extrovert husband this was so much for him. So that was, that was hard. And we have two dogs. And again, we had just moved into our new apartment. Also, it must be hard, like adjusting from a house. I mean, I suppose you were at the hotel for a bit too, but like with a, at least when you're in the hotel, right. And like before COVID we had a four bedroom townhouse, we had 3,200 square feet with a two car garage. Yeah. It's well, it's tough because mm. like in New York, the whole reason like you moved to New York and love New York is, is the entire city is an extension of your apartment. And yeah. you can use it. And then when that whole, when all of that shit shuts down, like you cannot like, 
that shit's terrifying. You're stuck in a box. And if you like, can't, I actually did have one friend who was like, no, it's fine. And like, I really thought her and her boyfriend were going to break up. Cause I was like, there's no way you two like each other this much. She's like, no, we banged for the first two months. And then we didn't speak for a month. And then we were great, but we never left the apartment. I was like, that's normal. That sounds I'm really good at just sit, staying on my ass and doing nothing. So there was like a period of like, well, and we have dogs. So my husband was walking the dogs every day. He was going to the grocery stores and God bless New York city because we have five grocery stores in like a five block radius. Like we never wanted for toilet paper. We were always fine. You always had some Purell. There was almost an entire month where I like was Nate was like, come on, just walk the dogs with me. I was like, okay. So I like got, and of course I like put on like sequins and I was on a big ass bow on my head. And I was like, we're going to walk the dogs. And we go downstairs and my doorman were like, holy shit, Mary. Oh my God. You're alive. Nice. <laughs> we had a pool going. We really thought your husband had murdered you. No one had seen you for weeks. We weren't sure if, if he had killed you and was like, hi. And we were, I was like, that's yeah, reassuring. Thank you guys. I was like, well, I appreciate it. But also like, I need to clearly, this was my sign to like, at least go, walk the dogs once with like my husband. Like we need to exit the apartment, be better, Mary, like be mm, like, let's be less of an agoraphobe. Let's work on it. So during that time, I thought, well, I could sit here and do nothing for like the next year or I could do something productive. So I started taking uh, classes at FIT because everything was remote. Uh, of course, I started to taking like fashion event classes and then they all kept getting canceled because mm-hmm. no one wanted to take event classes because everyone kept saying like, oh, fashion week is dead. Fashion week will never come back. And I was like, okay, that's cute. Like, Sure, queen. No, I sure can queen. tell you as an event <laughs> professional, live events will never be dead. Well, and that's the thing is, is for how many years? That. Yeah. For how many years have people been saying, you know, oh, fashion shows are so expensive. We can do them digitally. Well, everyone was doing digital fashion shows. Ain't nobody watched them. Nobody cares. I don't want to see your weirdly staged. My, the, my biggest peppy were the couture ones because it looked like Jean-Baptiste Valley had like rubbed Vaseline on the camera lens. Cause it was like weird perspectives. I'm like, I want to see the clothes in person. I want to see the clothes. I want the energy of the room. I want the people I want, like, I want to see the real housewives down the party are down the row arguing about someone's man. I want to see the straight husband falling asleep across from me. I want to see the wino with the wine in her Birkin across from the, you know, my friend. I want all of that. You know, you can't replicate an experience like that. And I will tell you, so for example, Dior uh, in their, what was it? Their uh, fall 2020 um, or excuse me. Yeah, I guess, or spring, was it, which one, um, whichever when, when they first went digital, they did this like fantasy, like, mermaids and like it was just I mean it was a work of art video but it was a video but it was a video and everyone's going to watch it and forget about it well and it will appeal to the people that want to buy if you are buying couture if you are buying that you're going to continue buying that you're still going to have you know be getting Dior's people sending you whatever pop-ups and and the actual lookbooks and all of that well and they sent out miniature dresses last year they yeah. sent out couture versions of like little tiny, like eight inch models of each gown to each big city. And then they brought them to each client individually. But you're not going to get that, you know, the the mid-market people who they're not buying an entire collection of Dior, but maybe they will save for a year to be able to buy one piece or right. one pair of shoes or one bag. And it'll be like they're, you know, maybe once every five years, they can, you know, they will be saving to buy that one luxury item because they were so hyped about it or they were so excited about it. And you can't yeah. replicate that. And there's a lot of those women. 
that make up that business that they just don't talk about it because they want it to be an exclusive luxury item. Right. But there's so many regular people that are giving them money that makes up such a big part of the brand. And the thing is the, the FOMO, the hype, the need to buy those items to save all their money and to work for that, that gets lost when you don't have the emotion, the feeling, the exclusivity that a live event can provide because you want to be there. Right. You want to be a part of the crowd who gets invited to that show. You want like, yeah, I totally feel that. When everyone can stream it, because like I was streaming, like anyone can stream it, it loses a little bit of that. Magic's gone. Yes. So I, I took classes at FIT and I started, um, and then New York was completely closed. So there was no shopping for anyone until right. August of 2020. But, you know, I started doing some more shopping. I started picking up things where I could. And I again, I was taking classes the whole time. And then sometime last fall, people started calling me and saying like, Hey, I see that you went to the sample sale. Sample sales are uh, exist again. That's amazing. Could you get me something? And next thing I know, my little roster of five women has since last fall turned into almost 200 people. That's amazing. I'm not shopping for them regularly. And again, this isn't a living yet. This is a great little side hustle that keeps me in bougie iced coffees. and expensive headbands <laughs> and it's taken off a lot of things. So for example, I love this jewelry designer, Lauren Hope. She makes the most, I, I love that I'm showing this to you. Like we're not audio only on a podcast. Like look at this guy. <laughs> we will post, no, we'll post a picture. Yeah. We'll post pictures. Fine. Yeah. Oh, I got to tell you. So I'm obsessed. Her name is Lauren Hope. I've been buying her jewelry since 2010, maybe for well over a decade, uh, we've become friends in person because, you know, when you're spending several thousand dollars a year with like one exclusive. Right. Of course. You tend to like finally meet in person and then become friends. She opened up a studio in Rhode Island. God bless her. The most gorgeous little store in the entire world. I got to go for the opening. I've done a couple trunk shows for her over the years. I did some sample sales for her. And I reached out to her and I said, you know, I'd like to do, this might sound crazy. I want to do an Instagram trunk show for you. So you send me pieces and I'll do an Instagram live and showcase. And if you, and she was like, oh, I'll make you a landing page and everything. And we did a trunk show. So that was something I did for her. And now I'm talking to some, you know, possibly doing more work like that with her. I'm talking to a couple other brands about putting on trunk shows for them. I mean, again, as a professional event consultant. Right, right. That's right. If you're straight. Well, and you have special relationships with a couple of really interesting brands like Lele and with Stony Clover Lane, which I have to be honest with you, I'd never heard of Stony Clover Lane. And I didn't know, I didn't know it had such a cult following. Oh my God, it's explosive. It's shocking how, uh, you know, I talked about them in my fashion class all the time. This little company that makes travel pouch, colorful travel pouches has blown up so much. They are opening up two, they have four retail locations already and they, which they've opened in the last like three years. What is it like a fanny pack? No, 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 no. Like nylon pouches. And I mean, Mary's the queen of it, but like, I didn't know I went to the point, you know, the point, have you ever heard of the points guy, the credit card website? Love him. Obsessed with him. So I went to his gala last year oh. and in the gift bag, the VIP gift bag, honey, that was a gift bag. Let oh, it's tell- a, oh, it's a pouch. It's just but a all pouch. These different they, sizes. they do a million colors and sizes. Shh. Oh my God. We have to come in a second, unpack your most recent piece that is killing me that I messaged you about. Mm. 
but it's in the other room, but I'll, I'll show you. We'll, we'll, have to, we'll have to talk about it. But so in the bag was this cute little yellow zipped pouch that said plain on it in pink sequins. Oh, I've and seen like, that. I've and seen I love that. it. You've seen me use it. Yeah, it's, yeah, my, yeah. it's my Xanax pouch. And so when I travel, I put all my pills in there. And so there's like, I, t- I take one of each and it knocks me out and that's what I do. And so it's the most fabulous little pouch. And I had no idea what it was until I Googled it. This was like maybe about a year ago. And I lost my shit. I was like, oh my God, these one, they're very expensive, but they're, be- but they're beautifully made. I mean, they're indestructible. And two, everybody was talking about them. And then you started posting about it. And I was like, oh, this is like a thing. Oh, it's a thing. They're customizable. So whether you want to customize with letters, like, and I, I'm not going to lie, it, it is not cheap. So each letter pouch, patch is like $14 minimum just to have like an A. So if I want to spell out the name Mary, that's going to cost me. Let's see how fast I can do math. But $14 times four is 56, 50 something, $56. I mean, and you, you notice how, how silent I was. Cause don't ask me to do math on the spot. It's not a good look for me, but go ahead. Or 54, whatever, 56, you're right. Uh, $56 just to get the M-A-R-Y plus the cost of the pouch. And then it's a $15 customization fee plus New York City tax on top of all of it, which let's be honest. That's a real bitch. Taxes, that's so it's so like almost are, 90%. So you're doing an, a, a trunk show for them too? I got a couple clients from Stony Clover uh, that wanted Stony Clover stuff because the New York store has exclusive patches and some exclusive merchandise that they don't sell online. And I was like, yeah, I, I can go to the West Village. just no problem. And, you know, you get a couple of the right women. And then they post on their Instagram stories. And Glam and Gotham is just the most, which is my uh, blog and my little handle. They're like, Glam and Gotham, so great. Like the best personal shopper. She picked me up these items from Stony Clover. And next thing I know, I've got like 20 other girls that are like, I want a sex in the city patch from Stony Clover. Could you go get me that? And I just charge like a small fee. Wait, there's a sex in the city pouch? Hold there on. is. It's, they carry Bradshaw uh, brownstone steps. It's very cute. Actually, I have that. I can show it to you. I, I would uh, like one. I'm going to go get one. I have one this one, this one like right at my desk. I haven't put it on anything yet. <gasps> oh, that's cute. Oh, that's adorable. We're going to post a picture on Instagram. They one. also have the friends apartment. Very cute. Very so. Those are just patches, everybody. These are patches that you can. Yeah, they're put patches, on and they you can get them sewn on. You can. They have a little sticky on the back, but I people like to glue them if they can't get them. So, it it's just a really cute little brand, but it it has helped blow up my business. So I, for the record, I haven't really used Facebook in like God knows how long. Like I post the occasional like here's a Christmas picture of me and right. my husband. Happy Hanukkah, Happy New Year's right. from the Hyam Nathans. Like I, I was not a big Facebook person and I was with a, one of my friends. So I'm a big Lily Sadugi uh, headband gal. I have like 150 of them. Oh my God. It was my quarantine vice. I'm not even going to lie. I just started buying headbands like all the time. I was like, it's the one thing it's not, I'm not gain Like it doesn't matter if I gain weight, I can have wear a headband. <laughs> it's adorable. And I, I'm, I'm never going to not love headbands. I've loved headbands since I was like six years old. So I don't care. Again, I could be 18. I could be 45. Still going to be wearing a, a sparkly headband. I feel great about it. It's but it's so impact. you though. It's, it's your judge. Like it's, it's so you. It's your signature. Yeah. I like sparkle. And I also like this is, but also like, I'm, 
I get that I'm Asian and I have beautiful hair and all that, but I'm starting to thin. Oh, please. You're talking, speaking, ugh, don't talk to Nolan about my hair. It's like exhausting. I get, I, she complains to me twice a day about her hair, literally. I mean, I just, I had a weave and I loved it so much and Nolan hated it and my husband hated it. And I'm like, it's just longer hair. And they're like, we hate it. And I'm like, God, it's the one time I felt so good about my hair. See, I have naturally insanely long hair. I realize you can't see this online, but like I haven't gotten a haircut in like three years and my hair is very, very long, but it's starting to get very, very thin. So headbands were a, were a good choice for me. But I'm part of a, I, I help moderate a Lili Sadugi Facebook group. Nice. You are just the jack of all trades. I mean. Who knew you could have Facebook headband drama? But let me tell you. <laughs> it's been a t- I'm like, guys. Why do we have like headbands? You Are they fighting headbands. over them? Um, and like there's drama between people. There was a, like this could be a whole chat. We could make like the headband chronicle. I was gonna say, didn't you have like a headband, a headband like docker kind of situation? Like with any kind of like buy sell trade group, like the person who like was a bad buyer or a bad seller, and then you've got like, well, this girl hates this girl, so then they start fighting in the comments, and you're like, what's happening? Oh like, my god! Oh my god! god. It happens. It happens. We we have we don't have enough time for that, but yes. yeah, yeah. We could make our whole podcast. It could be like literally. I'm telling you, like the head the lele drama. Its own, its own podcast, and it's it's really nice though because we have a good relationship with uh with her. So she will sometimes like we'll schedule like a Zoom call for like the you know our headband headquarters. Oh, group. that's nice. And sometimes she comes on it and is like, "I'm going to tell you about this new thing." And then we're like, "Were you supposed to tell us that?" Because I don't think you're supposed to but cool people know everyone be cool be cool guys don't like blast it on instagram but i in my infinite wisdom was like yeah let's make a stony clover group too that's so great i love that you have this like relationship and you're so like real about it and and, you know that really is what draws people to you i think that's incredible what a fun story and so do you have like a sample sales schedule? Like, how do you know? Where do you go? Like going back to the sample sales. I pick and choose what I'm going to. So like, I know there's some amazing personal shoppers out there. I actually have one of my own that I work with. Uh, her handles designer hall. Her name's Mimi. She's- oh, I love Mimi. I went to Balenciaga with Mimi. She's great. Obsessed with Mimi. By the way, someone take me to Balenciaga, please. I never get invited. I would really I'm like- not, I was not invited. Let me tell you, our friend Allison knows some high up people. So she went at like 11 a.m. And I was invited by one of our mutual friends, you and I's mutual friends, who's in the influencing game and we can get to go till four. So our friend and my friend, Allison, when she, and Allison, made, you, know, you met Allison. She came out like a bandit at like 1130. She's like, I got five bags and I got all these scarves. Remember that Nolan, we showed up and they closed. Remember? Yes. Cause I went, yeah. So Holly had come to the city. And so later that day we went back and they'd closed. Rude. Someone get me into Fendi and Balenciaga. Like I could Fendi's a good one too. I don't need to click click, but like, Someone get me to Balenciaga. I see Hermes is good. We had the VIP from Hermes because of Holly's girl. And that was, yeah, that was a good one. I don't need those. I just, I really want the Balenciaga. So you just, how do you find out about your sales? Are you on an app or you're just the insider where everyone invites you? Uh, Well, for the ones I get invited to, I go and then I tell people when I'm going. And what I usually will do is I'll go one day and I'll take some pictures and then a lot of my client pool will reach out to me. So for example, uh, Francis Valentine does a sample sale like maybe twice a year and I'm obsessed with them. They have like the best team. They're like the nicest people. Love, love, love them. Um, I went to their sample. They had a two day sample sale. So I went the first day. I got my stuff for me. 
because I'm a monster and I Duh. bought a little bit too much. And but they have a lot of shoes. So I, I try to take like kind of panning photos, mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. panning video and everything. And then people usually just, especially if they're in my client roster, will reach out to me and be like, Mary, are you going back? If, <laughs> if, you, if you go back, just, I mean, no pressure, but like, if you go, could you, and I'm like, yeah, I'll go, I'm going to go back the next day. I can't promise this item will still be here, but I right. will do my best. Oh, and then when people get mad, get mad at that, that's the worst. I'm like, I told you yesterday. Ooh, I wonder who that sounds like. But Nolan, you have really cut down who you're asking to shop for. I mean, I'm your best client. Let's just be honest right now. Okay. But, you yeah, know. You're, you're anno- you annoy me when it comes to samples. It's just like, I don't know. I'm hemming and hawing. I'm like, you either want it or you don't. I'm one of them. You have really cut back who you shop for because. I don't it's, like that many people anymore. It's too hard. It's just too hard when you shop for that many people. Well, and it's an exclusive service that you're doing. And I'll be honest, there are some girls I won't work with anymore because right. either they changed their mind or they took too long to pay me or they were just too difficult to deal with. And I'm always very nice about it, but I just refer to them to someone else and I'm like, or I'm, I'm unavailable. So Francis Valentine sample sale. Um, it was funny because I ended up leaving with like the second day with like five bags worth of stuff. And then uh, again, I'm very, very fortunate. So my husband, I used to refer to him as my um, intern, uh, as my, funny. my, he was my official intern, uh, husband of Instagram and intern in my business, but I promoted him. He's the shipping and logistics coordinator. Very nice. And I won't lie. He actually is really good. But he's a financial consultant. He's a CPA. He's a certified fraud examiner. Like my husband's a brilliant businessman. He's specializes in what he does. I'm still not hundred percent what a forensic accountant does, corporate forensic accountant does, but he did once upon a time, many, many years ago, work on the Bernie Madoff trial. Like he's, he's a brilliant guy. Um, but yeah, he's, he's actually really good at the shipping and logistics stuff. So he, there's a service online where you can, you know, it's better than going direct through USPS and he prints all the labels and he goes out and he gets us like bulk orders of boxes. Like, okay, well, we need this meant, you know, we've got 50 of this box because we know that box fits headbands. And I'm always picking up headbands for girls and, and, you know, the soft mailers and the big mail, like he handles all of, cause I would, I would have lost my mind. Like, I don't know how people like uh, me do it. You got a good husband for that. That's fantastic. I don't know how everyone else does it. It's definitely a partnership in that he definitely helps me with this. So yeah, we, we were mailing so many pairs of shoes and things. And again, it's not, I'm not making like, oh, Mary's making like 60 to 80,000 a year. Like it, it's not really not a living as a personal shopper because I try to keep my fees very reasonable, mm-hmm. you know, but I look at it like a, Hey, this is paying for me to live in New York. This pays for me to take an Uber. This pays for me to get the occasional handbag, occasional handbag, your bougie but- coffee. Bougie coffee, man. Iced coffee every day. It That adds up so fast. Hell yeah, it adds up. And listen, I have mad respect for you because you you know it, you enjoy it, and you like it. I mean, it's the same thing with my clients. I don't, I, I don't boast to be like, I'm so booked all the time. But when I'm booked, you know, I give my clients amazing service. And I can't do that if I'm working on with 20 people a month. It's just, I can't, I can't do that. I can't take the time, but I I love that about you. What is in the future for you? What, where can we see your name in lights? Well, ideally what I'd love, uh, and this is something I'm working on, like I'd like to work with brands specifically would love to work with brands as a consultant, um, particularly in doing events for them or, and how to really connect with their clients because I think I really specialize with that. And I think there's a lot of services that a lot of brands are not utilizing 
in connecting, not just social media, but they just don't connect with their clients. So just by doing this, uh, we can look at Lily Sadogi, for example. We have this Facebook group that is this community of 700 women that love this brand. And she engages with us. She interacts with them. She sometimes throws like a special coupon code, like, or an early access to the sale that I'm doing, you know, tell the Facebook girls. Uh, and she sometimes gives us shout outs. She does this stuff. And that really connects and engages people with the brand that makes you more loyal to that brand. It makes you want to keep buying these $195 headbands versus right. some $12 Amazon dupe. You know, you when you can build a community that that is loyal to you and loves you, that's more powerful than just any regular marketing or sales. So you want to like help facilitate brand relationships with their consumers. I'd love doing that. And it's something I used to do professionally as an event consultant. I've worked with some of the largest companies in the world, helping them connect with our attendees, with what sponsorships are going to work for them, what partnerships are best for them. And I think that's a really important thing that I would personally love to be doing more of. Uh, right now, like I said, I'm working with a couple smaller. I like to work with small women-owned brands. I just think it's so important because women, especially women CEOs, just don't always get a seat at the table and just don't always get the same capital and resources that, not to make this a men versus women thing, but I, I, I think it's been proven and true that women entrepreneurs just don't always get the same access and resources. And so I personally really like supporting women-owned businesses, especially small women-owned businesses. I just think you're such an inspiration. I mean, you're, look, do what you want, make it work for you, create the relationships. And, and you know, if you make a little bit of money, great. And I love that you love to go to sample sales and Nolan is my sample sale, you know, messiah. Oh, Mary's going to be my new sample sale messiah. Anyway, the point is, I'm, I'm so you're, it's so inspirational to listen to you and see what you're doing. And you're inspiring me as a stylist, like, what else could I be doing and how to connect with my people? I mean, it's just really inspiring. So kudos to you for making a career out of that, whether it's a side hustle or a full time hustle. I mean, there's no there's no shame in that. I think that's incredible. I mean, that that's incredible. And I am so excited to see what you are doing next and how you can invite me and put me on the VIP list. Just saying. Okay. If I may, what yes, I think is really, you may. and what I would really love, especially for your followers and, and listeners, if there's one thing I could get people to take away, it's you can't fit a career in a box. People want to do that. They're where they're like, Oh, well, you have to have this nine to five and you need to work there for this many years. And you need to before you can do this. And nobody's life fits into a perfect box. No one's life fits into a perfect mold. You can set as many goals as you want and you should work towards them. But what you have to realize and understand is it's never a straight line. I mean, sometimes you get lucky, but most of the time it's never a straight line. Like you've got to zig and zag and go all over, you know, curly cues everywhere to get to where you want. And it might not always look like what you had envisioned, but that doesn't mean that you can't carve out a life for yourself, carve out a career for yourself, carve out a living, doing things that you love going back to what we had talked about before, I think it's so important that people kind of see things as end game and open to being fluid where you're not, well, I'm just going to quit my job and this is going to fall into my lap. It's like, okay, no, I quit my job and started a company that was specific to the job I used to do. And then somehow I've been able to pivot through hard work and investing in myself. And I had a lot of privilege 
with what came with that, again, I was married and I had, you know, a husband who could support me and who helps me with my shit. <laughs> Cause like, could you imagine I am five feet tall, like me carting like 30 giant boxes over to USPS. He's got like a little, one of those little like grocery shopping carts. Like he's off to the post office. He's on it. He's killing it. And that's privilege, but it's, it's not everyone's life needs to look identical and not everyone's success needs to look the same. Um, I think that in itself is, is really important. I mean, all of us are entrepreneurs and how do we maintain that life? It's, we have to be flexible. We have to be open to doing things slightly maybe different and maybe it only works for me or maybe it will work for someone else but maybe it only works in New York or I just think being flexible in your surroundings and then you can carve out a life that you really enjoy I love that I love that too I mean message received I mean no one was just yelling at me about that because I always say I need more clients I need you know it's hard because you feel like you should be at a certain place at a certain time in your life or you you're just constantly learning and creating relationships that is to me what a successful career is 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 the right people behind you underneath you that will support you in whatever you decide to do i think so well can i also say because i know that we are very off brand for your fashion crimes here <laughs> it's not all we do but i will bring it back that i i do i actually think that is the biggest crime is the people who either like to hide I don't like people who gatekeep. So I'm, I'm always open if anyone ever wants to talk uh, about things. I really think it's important. And I also think I don't like people that tell you like, well, this is how you should only wear this or this is the, this is in style. So everyone has to be doing this. It's everything should be uniquely you. And I, I love that because I think especially you both as amazing stylists whose work I've seen you dress people for themselves. You make them look like the best them and things that they, I believe, you know, that they, I haven't talked to your specific clients, but I have to imagine they feel really confident and comfortable and happy in the things and the pieces that you're putting them in and the outlook that you're giving them. And I think it's a, I, I would say it's a crime to, <laughs> to but to just follow trends and to right. just wear it because like, oh, Pink is the new, you know, what is it? Orange is the new pink or right, right. Pink is the new red. Also, I just watched Josie and the Pussycats the other night. So, oh my God, hilarious. Every tre walking trend right now, like mm -hmm. every trend girl would be salivating, rewatching that oh, movie. No one wasn't born yet, but he doesn't know that everything is coming back around the second time. It's really, really creepy. Like it was 80s. Can we, I'm sorry, but like when Peplum came back, like what was that? I mean, that was, uh, yeah. Some things just shouldn't happen. Something shouldn't happen. My my mother, Marilyn, who's still in retail to this very day, she says, if you see something come back, it doesn't mean you should wear it a second time. It means you're too old to wear it if it comes back a second time. But anyway, I think that is amazing advice, great career advice. And it's it's important to hear that it's okay to go at your own pace from someone who, you know, defines success the way that you do. And I, that's what inspires me. And it makes you feel like, you know what, you're where you're supposed to be. So you know I have 5,000 followers on Instagram and 3,000 followers on TikTok. Like I am not exactly a beacon for the masses apparently, but I will also tell you, you know, I work with brands. Like I, I did a trunk show for a jewel, like an Instagram trunk show for a jewelry company. And I run a Facebook group for two amazing for headbands and for travel pouches and work with the CEOs on, um, Kendall Aaron with Stony Clover was kind enough to come on one of my lives during the Stony Clover sample sale. 
and even said to us like, hey, um, we'd love your Facebook group's opinion. Could you help us with this? And I was like, absolutely. Let's pull the Facebook group. You know, you don't need to have a million followers to work with brands. You don't need a million followers to have any degree of influence. The Jewelry Trunk Show sold, I think it was like over $6,000 worth of merchandise just from my little following because I really felt like one, if you're following me and you don't like Lauren Hope, like, I don't know why you're following me. Right. <laughs> Literally like follow it where. Right. But, you know, I mean, it's, it, I think people get too hung up on like numbers. Yeah. It's not always about that. It's sometimes it's just about being who you are and people connecting with that and connecting with people. But a lot of people ask that, well, how many followers, you know, that's, that's the first thing I link a lot of people go to, but it just doesn't equal what, you know, what it that, used to, what it used to. Yeah, because it can be disingenuine. You know, you can have a million followers, but if nobody's engaging with you, then it doesn't matter. And same with TikTok. You know, you could have gained a million followers in the beginning based on one viral video. And now you're posting completely different content that no one's necessarily relating to, but they don't want to unfollow you. You know, it's yeah. too lazy to unfollow you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, or they like what you're doing, but that doesn't mean that you have any influence per se. And right. Uh, like I said, I literally could. And I remember my very first New York Fashion Week was fall uh, 2019. And I remember meeting all these big bloggers and influencers who have like 100,000, 200, you know, a million followers. And I remember being like mortified because I had like 2,000. I was like, like a little blog with 2,000 followers on Instagram. And they're like, and everyone was always so nice to me. Like they were like, oh my God, Mary, so nice to meet you. What's your Insta? And I'm like, oh my God, you're going to say, I don't know. <laughs> Am I allowed to sit at the table? Like I'm not, what if I'm not wearing pink on Wednesday? Like, like, what do I do? And everyone was like, oh yeah, let me follow you. And I was like, but you have like a hundred thousand followers and you're going to follow like little, like, but it, it isn't about numbers. It's about liking in people that you you genuinely want to follow. And that's how I met Nolan. Nolan I know. Very fabulous crowd, let me tell you. Nolan is so good at picking I have people. an A-list squad, I will say that. Oh, amen. I mean, Nolan, it picked me up. I mean, he picked me up and my friend who I was with. And he he just picks up people. I pick up people too. But Nolan picks up good, good, good people who, you know, he has a lot in common with. Some stick around and some don't. That's okay. But he's he's got a bit, big, pretty big posse. You know, people come into your life and they, I don't know, they come into your life sometimes and some people, you have short relationships. Sometimes you have long-term relationships. Some, you know, you have long-term but kind of acquaintances. Like, right. Uh, Relationships are different and that doesn't make it bad. Tell us where we can find you or if any one of our loyal listeners want to follow you or engage with you, where can they find you? Well, I do spend a, probably too much time on Instagram. So that's <laughs> probably the best way to find me. My handle is glam.in.gotham. Uh, I do have a small style blog uh, that I haven't posted to in like two months. Unfortunately, uh, I've got this person on Instagram who's been kind of like harassing me. So I haven't wanted to post things like to my blog recently. Okay, then. I mean, it comes with the territory. You know, if you put your life on the internet, oh, you know, of course, end up with like one random person who wants to, who sometimes creates fake accounts and spams me with. Oh, yeah, yeah. Thomas. She, she, it's really funny, though, because she's really fixated on me being poor. She's like, you're very poor. And I'm like, what? 
I'm not independently wealthy by any means. Like we, we don't have a yacht or, but like I do live in like a $5,000. I mean, Manhattan rent is a lot. Like we pay like five grand a month for our not even real two bedroom apartment. So like, I mean, if I'm poor, it's from that. <laughs> like it's a, weird, it's a weird, at least I'm poor and well, I'm, I'm poor with great accessories, which is what I like to say. I mean, I'm going to be poor, but at least I'm wearing Alexander McQueen. I mean, duh. So we can find you there. Where else can we find you? Uh, I do keep my Facebook te- uh, personal, uh, but uh, I, my TikTok is at Glam and Gotham and uh, my style blog is www.glamandgotham.com and hasn't been updated in a while. I'm sorry. Well, that's okay. We love you just the same. I mean, I, we could talk to you for hours. You are fantastic. You are so fun. You are such an inspiration and you are a boss lady. Let me tell you, you are a freaking boss. You should be very proud of what you've done and what you've created. We're damn proud to know you, ain't we, Nolly? Oh, we're going to hang out next week. She just doesn't know it yet. Oh, okay. Oh, we're going to hang out it. next week. It, we're all coming to New York. It's going to be amazing. We're going to have a blast. Nolan might not be drinking heavily. I can't. I, I, it's likely. You're going to yeah. meet Nancy. Nancy, my drunk alter ego. <laughs> oh, no, you <laughs> met Nancy the first night we hung out. Like, re- properly hung out. You met Nancy. It's fine. It, it, it's there, fine. a lot of Halloween things. I won't lie. I was dressed very similarly it was like a wizard of oz theme is that the party you're talking about yes it was and i didn't have a costume so i just rolled up looking like a gay tax accountant from palm beach Uh, i didn't live in new york yet so i was still living at the con i was like literally here at the conrad and i got kind of a last minute invite from my friend annie and i had to come up with a costume and i actually had my friend in dc go to my apartment or excuse me go to my house because like i she has the garage code get my red sequin shoes and mail them to me so that I could have, because I was like, if I go to this party without my Ruby slippers that I own. Oh, I love that. To not be able to wear like them for this most perfect moment. And I literally went to mood fabric and I found a rainbow silk fabric. I bought like two yards of it. And with strategic draping and pinning, I made a dress for myself. Nice. So I could see the rainbow. Oh, that over. is now that's an inspirational story right there. That's incredible that you and did then that. I proceeded to get blackout. Oh, okay. and then we had Korean barbecue afterwards. It was so good. I ate so much. Oh my God, Nolan, what's the name of the place that we go? And I'm like, you're a frequent flyer here. That's not Korean. That's Japanese barbecue. Uh, oh, oh, just God, kidding. What's it called? Gikugayu. Gikugaku, the one on 50. Yeah, yeah. And it's here in Atlanta too. And I was like, oh my God, there's Gikugayu. Oh, I mean, you're in Atlanta. Yeah, we're, I'm in Atlanta right now. We Yes, at this moment. So I, I used to do a lot of shows in Atlanta. Um, I have the weirdest obsession with Trader Vic's at the Hilton. They have the best spare ribs. And it's the cheesiest, like dumbest restaurant. But like, I'm obsessed with their spare ribs. Like anytime I hear Atlanta, I'm like, Damn, I want those spare ribs. <laughs> I'm glad that you think of um, smoked meat every time you hear. That's Atlanta. what I think of. <laughs> I'm, I'm glad that that's in, that's impressive. I could talk to you forever, but you know what? We we got to peace out. But this is not the end. Is it, Nolly? No, she's going to come back for, for part two if she's down. Part two. We are going to show up at your doorstep. You're going to be like, damn, didn't know you're really coming over, but don't invite us because we'll come. Thank you so much for talking to us, schooling us, telling us what's going on with you, being a friend of the podcast. We love you, Mary. This has been great. Thank you guys so much for having me. It was so much fun to like chat with you all. Uh, And like I said, I'd love, I mean, if 
if you want to have me back. I, I, oh, oh my God, yeah. yes. Are you kidding? Oh my God, yes. And you can be part of our Fashion Week posse this year. So okay. great. Uh, this is amazing. I'm so glad. Please follow us, Fashion Crimes P, on Twitter, Facebook. Engage with us. Send us snail mail. Tell us what's up. Thank you for listening. This has been Fashion Crimes Podcast. Mary, we love you. Come back. We are so, so grateful. Many rainbows, colors, and sparkles your way. Love and light. Thank you so much. And this has been Fashion Crimes Podcast. Tune in next week. We have a bunch of amazing guests coming up. We are out.